the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's getting underway on a Tuesday. Elizabeth is here in the studio with me. Bible guy, well, Bible guy, <laughs> Steve Hess will be with me today as the uh, the pastor. Uh, Scott can't be here from over at Agape, and Billy can't be here today. So Steve will be on his own. We'll talk a little bit about culture, uh, the cancel culture today uh, here on the uh, on the Bible guys. Uh, yesterday. Local news, uh, as far as politics went, is that the governor vetoed uh, a bill that would ban gender-confirming hormone treatment for trans youth. Uh, Hutchinson called the bill well-intended but off-course, said it was overboard. The bill would have prohibited doctors from providing gender-confirming hormone treatment, puberty blockers, or surgery to anyone under 18 years old or from referring them to other providers for the treatment. Here's what he had to say. He said, we're creating new standards of legislating interference for physicians and parents as they deal with some of the most complex and sensitive matters involving young people. Uh, the Republican majority legislature can override Hutchinson's veto with a uh, majority vote, which means 50 plus one. All right, so you got 65 Republicans in the House, and you have, what is it in the Senate? There's 35 of them minus seven. There's 28 Eight. of them in the Senate. I, I went through high school, so I can't subtract. Uh, Hutchinson said he expects that to happen, but urged lawmakers to come up with a more restrained approach uh, to address the issue, he said he would have signed the bill if it had just focused on gender-confirming surgery, which currently isn't performed on minors in the state. But that kind of makes it easy, then, right? You know, you, you're going to yeah, I'll, you know, I'm governor, and I'll I'll go along with it because we don't do it anyway. Uh, he noted it wouldn't have exempted youth who are already undergoing treatment. Uh, because it is not grandfathered. Uh, Republican Representative Robin Lundstrom uh, said these children need to be protected. And uh, Family Council President Jerry Cox said the Arkansas legislature needs to step up, override the governor's veto to make sure this good bill becomes law. Now, the measure is getting some pushback from left-wing uh, groups. Uh <laughs> You know, Some Arkansas, pushback. Mississippi, and Tennessee have enacted measures prohibiting transgender girls 
and women from competing in sports. Uh, but uh, others are looking at this as well. Hutchinson on Friday signed a law that would allow doctors to refuse to treat someone because of religious or moral ob- uh, objections, a move that opponents say could be used to turn away LGBTQ patients. No. Uh, that hasn't happened on abortion, you know, as far as that's concerned. Well, that's a lie about that bill. It's just, it is not true. Okay. It's, it's kind of like they talk about the Georgia elections and all those things that would happen. It's not true. Okay. The head of the nation's largest LGBTQ rights group said Hutchinson's veto should be a, quote, warning sign to other states considering similar bans. How is that a warning? So what is he? I don't get it. Uh, The repercussions, quote, the repercussions were too much for Arkansas. And they will be just as severe for any state weighing this type of legislation. What were the regist- uh, the, the these repercussions? Uh, that's from uh, Alfonso David, who's the president of the Human Rights Campaign here in Arkansas. Christy Hutchinson, here we go. I haven't heard any repercussions. Economic. economic. I haven't heard of any. Well, I'm sure he's been threatened. Well, if, you know, <laughs> why doesn't or the warned. governor stand up? And get a backbone on this and call these people out. He and says say he's we, a And say that we won't bend to uh, that kind of uh, blackmail. That's right. He says he's a conservative. I saw some posts online from the uh, LGBTQ MNOP community. Yeah. And they were crowing and cheering about how wonderful a conversation they had with the governor and how they were so encouraged because they were sure he was going to veto and listen to their concerns and they had a big protest over the weekend at the state capitol about these bills so we're catering to a minority it says here 150,000 individuals in our whole country See, individuals here, not we, even here we go again with the governor uh, we go back to 2015 and the rifra now yep. that that was yep. all set up. Yep, ready that was to go. all set up, ready to go, teed up. All the governor Ooh. had to do was was sign it. He had told Bob Ballinger yes. that he would sign it, and then when it when push came to shove, he bowed to uh, Walmart and said he couldn't yes. do it. Yes, and I'm sure Walmart probably had something to do. They're very strong on these social justice issues, and you know they had a lot to do with this issue. I don't understand why businesses are so scared. People got to go somewhere and buy stuff. It's because conservatives don't withdraw their money from all these businesses, and they know that they can just do without. I'll never forget when we used to talk about higher taxes, higher taxes. Nobody wants to pay higher taxes. Oh, yeah, I had Democrats tell me they didn't mind paying higher taxes. Yeah, they don't. They don't. So, you know, if the if the uh, conservatives don't step up and start standing up with our pocketbook and our voices for what we know is the right thing, it's going to go away. Yeah, it's going it's kind of interesting. Some people, for instance, that have turned out against Georgia, you, of course, Major League Baseball is the big name and they're being shown Boy. to be the hypocrites that they are oh, up course. there at the main office. Uh, I mean, you got. Was it Manfred? Is that his name? I think that's the, the, his name. the commissioner now. Uh, you know, he, he he's taking the uh, the game, the, the all-star game, and moving it from Atlanta, which is like 56% black, and moving it to Denver, <laughs> which is 75% white. And they have more restrictive voting uh, rules than the New Georgia laws. Go figure. Yeah, I don't. Go figure. I don't. It's because they never read the law. 
They listened to a bunch of people. The cancel culture people got in their ear and they made a stupid decision. And if you think that it's just sort of accidental on the part of the left that they're telling you these things, no, sir. It is on purpose. Look what happened with 60 Minutes. All right. And and Governor DeSantis, when they deliberately and on purpose. Yeah, they butchered that interview. They don't seem to care. I looked at someone and I said, do they not understand that there's such a thing called video and tape and audio? We can go back and find out what somebody really said. Oh, no, they've now put out a statement that they edited Governor DeSantis's remarks for clarity. Yeah. Now, folks, if you believe that you want them telling you what needs to be clear to you, then go for it. Well, but here's I don't the thing. It. They changed everything he said, basically. Well, of course. That's the whole point. Is they that the clarity you're looking for? I mean, clarity means that, you know, you, you, you change it so that what he did say, he says it even clearer. Not that he said something and you want him to say something different so you change it. No, they are just like... You know, every media outlet has a predetermined narrative or outcome that they're looking for, and they tailor what they're telling you. Notice I'm not calling it news. Well, it's it's not, not news. And they're not mainstream. We are the mainstream. They are the far left. They do not speak for the majority of the country. But they are driving the conversation, and it's because people like us are not, well, maybe not you, maybe not me at the moment, but we don't speak up enough, we don't speak out enough, and we don't stand up. Like the pastor you talked about yesterday morning. Get out, get out, get out. Yeah. You're not allowed here. No warrant. You're not allowed. Get yeah, that out. was over in Canada. Yeah, but we need to be speaking up more about those things in that manner. Which was pretty ballsy when you consider that they don't have a freedom of speech amendment in Canada. He can be put in jail yes, he for can. what he did. Absolutely, he No could freedom be. of speech, no freedom of He could have been arrested. And we have it here. We better be speaking up for it. We're yeah. going to have to speak up. Now you want to go to a country where you don't have real freedom of speech like Great Britain, and you watch what happened over there. I'd like to take a lot of this. And they shut, they shut them down. Yes. Yes. They closed the church and yeah. ran them home. I'd like to take a batch of these leftists who think that they are so, you know, oppressed in this country and move them to Britain or France. And let's see how that goes. They don't understand our rights have responsibilities that go along with them. One of the people who are so against Christianity, I'd like you to live in a Muslim country. Oh, gosh. Well, we may be before long with all the you know, immigrants. Keep that, and you know, keep that, keep the that illegals, up. the aliens, and yes, yeah. they are illegal aliens by the law. No, oh, yeah, that's exactly that's what the they terminology. are. Yeah, that's what, uh, that's what the government law says as far as that goes. Okay, break. Applied research. want to talk about, about them because applied research wants you to know they have their walk-in clinic over there on uh, Rodney Parham, right next to Burger King, so you can have lunch and then stop by the clinic or stop by the clinic and then go have a Whopper or whatever. Uh, they now offer COVID-19 rapid testing and treatment. Uh, that includes a rapid test and medical evaluation. Now, you can get treatment and follow-up visits if the test is positive. All you have to do is give them a call, make a uh, an appointment. The uh, phone number there is 501-954-7822. 501-954-7822. And you can schedule an appointment to do this. Uh, right now, they can't give shots uh, as far as the uh, uh, Pfizer or Modera. Uh, they're working on that. As soon as that becomes possible, I'll let you know. Again, that's at the ARC Walk-In Clinic, 
over on Rodney Parham. It's 11524 North Rodney Parham. Stop by and uh, get a COVID-19 rapid test if you think you have COVID. Well, before I go any further, let me just do a little sports for you and congratulate the Baylor Bears. Uh, they knocked off uh, Gonzaga last night, 86-70, to 70, and uh, they looked like uh, the team that uh, took down, who they beat over the weekend and beat them like a bad drum. I mean, they just, I forget who it was. That they, they, I mean, everybody thought that was, oh, it was Houston. And they thought Houston would give them a game. And, it, and no, it wasn't. No. <laughs> Halftime, it was like 20 points up for uh, for Baylor. And Baylor was up uh, 15 at half against Gonzaga. See, here's my whole problem with Gonzaga. They are in one of the weakest conferences in collegiate sports. I think it's the Mountain West that they're in. The first real game is at the real game. Yeah, it was when they get to the, you know, it's not that they don't play a good team once in a while, because they do. But not But they don't play them day in and day out, like if you're in the SEC, or you're in uh, the Pac-12, or you're out uh, over here in the, you know, the the Big Ten, or something like that, where, you know, it's just, uh, you're just being pushed every game. You go on... uh, you know, you go out on the court, and if you're on the road, it's doubly tough uh, to to win. And I think they should look into getting into the Pac-12. You get into Pac-12, and you start playing UCLA and USC and Oregon and and people like that, and and uh, folks to start uh, paying a little bit more attention to you. I I just I I'm not saying they weren't a good team. They were. They got to be, or they wouldn't be there. You know, but. They show that when they get in the tournament and they got to play a good team night in and night out, they have problems. They just they have used problems. Just keeping it sustained. I think I think we can all agree, you know, that they got into the championship game by the skin of their teeth against UCLA. The guy made a half court shot, and uh, they won by one point. Chance shot, chance shot. I mean, I talked to I, I told my wife, I told her, I said, when they play Baylor, they're in trouble. Because they're gonna they're gonna run into a defense that is it's like awesome. You've been paying it with glue, you know. They the, Baylor knows how to get in your jersey, and they do. Baylor's been a good team for a long time. Well, you and know, they've got people have got the you know think about Baylor. Was it back in two thousand three? They had the murder on the on the basketball team, and they had the uh, they had all kinds of problems. And and Drew went out there. And uh, the first three seasons, I think uh, he only won 10 games each year. And then now uh, they don't lose, they don't, they don't win less than 20 games a season. And uh, he has been able to uh, institute a lot of discipline on that team. And it's made all the difference in the world. And now uh, they're, they're playing lights out. They made 10 threes last night. That's a lot of threes. That's a lot. Yeah, they were they were bringing I, them down. I, they were they were raining them, raining them in Indianapolis last night. So anyway, uh, congratulations to the Baylor Bears. And I I had a couple of friends say, "Well, we don't want Baylor to win. We lost to them as we were going." Well, now you can say, "Yeah, we lost, but we lost to the eventual national champion." A lot of people lost to them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, Arkansas, who else did they beat? They beat, <laughs> yeah, they beat a lot of other teams. 
in the, in the, uh, the tournament. So anyway, congratulations to the Baylor Bears. Almost really good. there. I was a big, I was a, a football fan uh, of Baylor when they were in the, in the SWC when Grant Teef was the head football coach there. He was just a great man, you know, great Christian guy. I really uh, appreciated him. And Daryl Royal, I'm just, now I'm just talking about the great coaches in the SWC, all right? Daryl Royal of Texas, and then you had, uh, you know, here in Arkansas, you know, you had Broyles. I mean, you talk about some great football coaches in the past in that conference. That was some, that was some good football, really good football. And now look. <laughs> yeah, it's still good football. There's some really good teams there in the 12, but uh, it's, it's, it's not smash mouth football, I would say, for most of them. I mean, it's not slobber knockers. <laughs> yeah. People, people who like football know what I'm talking about, man. When you're down, it's when you get down into the into the on the offensive line and defensive line, and you're just beating the tar out of each other. You know, called a slobber knocker. You yeah, know what? Okay. Slob, have you ever seen a person? Okay, somebody. I am gets, not a sports somebody person. Gets I hit, think we're talking football, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking football. <laughs> it's when somebody gets hurt, hit so hard. And he's laying on his oh, back yeah, okay. on the field, <laughs> and he's and he's blowing bubbles out of snot bubbles out of his nose. When I that's used to like boxing knocker. a little bit, I kind of know a little bit about what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's where you, you get make smacked lights pretty good in out. boxing. You can see it flying. Lights yeah. out. And people know, you know, I you hear some people say, "I play for the lights," and people think they're talking about the lights on top of, over the oh, stadium. No. No, 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 you hit somebody so hard, you make the lights. You make the lights inside your head. You know, everything just flashes, and you <laughs> you go blind for a second. You that's know? playing hard. Yeah, and I don't know. You know, that's part of what happens to football players later in life, too. You know, yeah. we have these cognitive issues because of all that, how do you call it, slobber-knocking football yeah, playing well, a lot of it, stuff. That's, it. that's why they change they, the rules so much. They say that that news story that disappeared over the weekend, that the gentleman that committed the murder of the Capitol police officer that it was because of football injuries he was sliding deeply into mental illness no it wasn't yeah that's what the family is saying that he's okay. been very paranoid and having other issues for a while and they feel like that it was from i think he was a college star football player I don't know if he's a pretty, star pretty, or not. Uh, pretty accomplished individual in a lot of ways but you know the story disappeared as soon as the media realized, as soon as the left figured out it wasn't, yeah. yeah, he wasn't a Trump supporter. They got, so, but got we lost another page. Capitol police officer, and uh, yeah, and it was apparently a single thing. I mean, you know, I do think it was, you know, again, when we we talk about gun violence, they're always talking about the gun. No, it's mental illness that we need to be talking about, yeah, right. and I other issues. It's the person. We've 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 had this discussion. I mean. I've had Ed Monk on, and we've talked yes. about this. Yes. Uh, a lot of the people who are doing the shootings, uh, the gun shops sell to them. They don't know if they're mentally ill. Well, there's, I mean, it's. I, th- I think if it's somebody, if somebody comes up and they act mentally ill. You're not going to sell them a gun. You don't sell them a gun. <laughs> but if they come up and they seem uh, fairly cognizant and, you know. Normal. Yeah, normal. Can, that's can, the best way. Can, can they're going to sell on a normal level. Yeah. They're going to sell them a gun. And they're not going to stand there and tell you, in this case, I think he one thing he had told his family was he felt like he was being watched. He was very paranoid, 
you know, different people were doing things to catch him, so to speak. His TV was watching him, whatever. Well, that's going um, on. I mean, when, when with a lot of people, you, I hear people talking about that stuff left and right, and I know that they're pretty <laughs> sane, to be honest with you. Well, I, yeah. And your television days, can watch you if they want to. television can watch you these days. We've yes. talked about that as well. That was something that of course, people... Of course, you could be in Iowa where they don't check of. anything now. Yeah, that's true. No background checks. Yeah, was it Iowa that uh, I believe it became was. the new state uh, for open carry without permits? I think in Iowa they said you don't have to have any background checks from okay. private sellers. Well, I, I just know that, uh, I don't know which state it was, but they just passed that you don't have to have a permit of any kind to be able to carry a gun uh, in their state. No permit. Yeah, and and I, I personally, that's what the First Amendment says. First, The, first, the Second Amendment does not say that after you buy a permit, uh, you can now carry your, your gun concealed. It doesn't say that, you know, and uh, some people have fallen for that whole thing. All right, we got news coming up. Let's take a break for news, and we're going to come back and talk more here on the morning show on the Dave Ellswick Show right here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. It is a Tuesday as we move into April, we're to the second week of April, and um, rain, you know, rain-wise, it doesn't look too bad. That's hard to say, rain-wise. <laughs> uh, looks like it's going to be, uh, you know, a little bit more, not as difficult as it had been, you know, in March. I know I don't know about the April showers because looking at my forecast, it shows two days of rain over the next uh, today's what the fifth, the next fifteen, sixteen days. And I see a lot of 80s starting to show up now. Yes. Yeah, we went right I from... Like to see, Heidi's know. excited, too. She gets excited. She likes hot wa- you like weather. You like hot you know? weather? I'm loving yeah. hot weather. Yeah, bring it on. I'm, I'm all into that, for sure. Uh, here's a story today that I thought was really interesting. We'll talk about in just a second, but it has to do with the airlines that are against the Georgia law about having to show an ID to, to vote. We'll talk about that in just a second, about how the hypocrisy of that. P.I. Roofing wants you to know uh, that they're out to, ready to take care of your roof. Uh, they're not going to cause any problems and uh, and, and, and say, look, uh, Georgia needs to t- change their voting laws or we won't do a roof in Georgia. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. Uh, Joel Johnson Wants you to know he's the owner. Uh, Veronica's his wife. She's she's the co-chair, and want you to know what they do is service you. They take good care of you. Uh, they will check your roof, make sure that it's uh, in good working order because it is your last defense against the outside elements getting into your house. There's nothing worse than having a leak, and by the time you notice you got the leak, it's already stained up your ceiling because it's leaked on the other side of the drywall and then you get up there and you push it and it's got that kind of chalky feel to it which means that you got to cut that piece out you got to put another piece in you got to tape it you got to mud it you got to sand it you got to repaint it It and, and i don't know about everybody else but trying to match white paint can be difficult it can be difficult you would think there's white and there's white but it's not. There's oh, like no. <laughs> eggshell white and, you know, other kinds of white. And I, I learned something doing some touch-ups in my house that 
if you go over old paint with new paint, you get what's called flashing. You aware of that? Did you know about that, Heidi? About flashing? Yeah. When you go over the paint, I don't know if, Elizabeth, you've noticed it. It The place where you paint over it, you'll always see it. It it like It's like changes the light or something on the paint. Well, my painter tells me that paint, just like everything else, gets old. And the shades, even if you have the exact name, if you try to paint over something that's there and just try to touch up, it's going to show up. Well, it's really... You know, we, which, even if you have the right paint. For instance, I just had my house, the inside of my house painted a light gray. But depending on what room you're standing in and the amount of light that is in that room, yep. it can look from light blue to gray. So it's got a blue cast. It's, it's got a little bit of blue in it, all mm-hmm. right? But that blue gets really pronounced in less light. On a cloudy day, I imagine it looks more blue. Yeah, it does. On a sunny day, probably more it gray. It looks gray. Yeah, it's just really kind of weird. Color is an odd thing, you know. We've been doing some painting at our house, and I have a friend that's really good at it, and she says, get you a get your piece of poster board, put it in a room, and wait. Wait for the weather to change, wait yeah. for morning, wait for dark, and see you know, if you wait like for a rainy day, wait for a clear day, and make sure you like that color, because it's going to look totally different to you. It does. And I can take that same piece of poster board from the back of my house, which is usually a little more dark. Our house faces north, so the back side is on the south. Uh-huh. It's darker. And I take that same piece in the front, and it does look different. There is more light in the front of our house than in the back. It's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. It's weird. It's the first time that I've painted, had the house painted by somebody else. They did a great job. Tim Hank, he's a good buddy of mine, did all the painting, but uh, did a good job. But I was talking PI roofing, and I got into painting. And we started talking about Where did that rabbit go, anyway? All right, anyway, <laughs> bottom, bottom line is uh, the folks at PI roofing – uh, we'll fix your roof. It will uh, stop any kind of leaks that you have. If it happens during rain and you call them, uh, they'll come out and tarp your roof so they stop the water from getting into your house. For instance, if you got a branch or something that goes through the roof, they'll come out and and do what they right away and do the to, to stop that right away. Yeah, that, that's an emergency. Their customer service is out of this world. Yeah, they're fantastic. Well, you you used know. them they did our just roof. recently. Yes. And uh, they are very, very good. And so 707-3551 is the number to call or go online to piroofing.com. By the way, I apologize for my voice, but the trees are dropping all of the pollen. <clears throat> and Yeah. You know, I, I went to my doctor and got some Claritin D. Is that helping? Well, well, yeah, it dries me up a lot, but still... I have some problems sometimes with my voice. I told you I spent the last couple of days working in my yard, and when I I had some trouble yesterday, it was very dry, and there was pollen flying everywhere, and I got up this morning, and my eyes, I looked like Mr. Magoo. They were just, brr, <laughs> and itchy. Oh, my gosh, itchy. There's well, a lot of stuff I, flying my around stuff right now. Is, my eyes itch, but I'm, I'm not getting a lot of, uh, you know, any kind of secretions. And, and and my my nose is not eye running boogers. like it always does. Yeah, eye boogers. That's a good way of putting it. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, no Flonase. Flonase is my new best friend. I uh, typically take Claritin this time of year, and I'm not doing that this year. I've been using Flonase, and it's working. You've been using Claritin D. You nope. get it from your nope. doctor. I, See, I get it from my D. doctor. I'm allergic to that. I stuff. went I went to the doc, and I said, "Look, I said." Uh, Jody Mahoney made this illegal to buy off the shelf. <laughs> state senator. Of course, he was a pharmacist. And what better way to make some extra money for yourself to it make stopped people a lot come of up the, and, the meth you know, selling nah. or cooking? 
Yeah, it helped. Yeah, uh, I think it did. Not, I think they should put it back on the shelf. Maybe now. Just because some people use Maybe it for now. wrong. I mean, use that that argument. You can use it for guns and for everything That's else. That's exactly right. So I, right. I just say put it back up there where it should go. But you got to sign your name to get it. Yep. Well, you don't have to sign your name. You've got to go to the doctor. Got to go to the doctor to get, get a prescription, a prescription now. now. Oh, okay. It's crazy. And it's probably more expensive. Oh, yeah. Of course. I got... I got 30 pills, and it was $18. Good grief. Just so you know. You used to be able to buy it over the counter. Yeah, yeah, for a lot less than that, just to be honest with you. So anyway. But it works, right? Maybe a senator will take that up here in the future. Be nice. To Give us back. back freedom, all right? Give us some liberty. Absolutely. All right, so I was going to tell you about the airlines. Uh, I got a couple of minutes here before we got a break again. The subject of voter suppression has, of course, dominated the news here. Uh, over recent weeks and corporations are giving georgia all kinds of guff about it uh, because of you know they they passed the uh, their voter uh, laws and you got to have a picture id now to vote Uh, whether they're genuinely or in uh, a response to internal or external pressure uh, they've been expressing their uncompromising endorsement of democracy and unflattering, uh, they're, they've been condemning uh, any attempt to suppress the ability to vote. Well, essential of that de- uh, debate and the mischaracterization mischaracterization, uh, of that debate is the subject of voter identi- identification, requiring voters to present an ID before they are legally able to cast a ballot. Uh, for example, that was the main provision of the controversial a Georgia voting bill, which has sparked anger among leftists and leftist corporations alike. Now, I, I, I don't know why I never thought that airlines were leftists. <laughs> uh, I, I just didn't. I thought that they were business people. I thought corporations. And they just wanted people yeah. to fly with them. Capitalism, right? No, <clears throat> yeah. no, no. Well, now it's about social justice. They're, they're all corporatists now. Numerous airlines have released statements condemning voter suppression effectively condemning uh, condemning voter identification ironically what do they all do what do they all do before you buy a ticket just like you have to do to go get a ticket you got to show window. you have got to show a a, a picture a id picture id you mean like a voter id yeah oh my same way wow you got look works you, for them not for everybody i else. fly okay. with southwest okay and here's what southwest has on their website I got to put down my driver's license number so they can make sure that I'm American, you know, that I'm, I'm not dangerous or whatever. Then when I get to the gate, you better have a picture ID or you ain't getting on, you ain't getting on the plane. It's the way it is. And, and by the way, they don't let you sign a form. And I said, well, I'm Dave Ellswick. Okay. Well, if you'll sign this form, we'll take your word for it. Yeah. Uh, don't work that way. No, you better have a picture ID or you don't fly. You don't get on the plane. And uh, so. It's not going to work that way here kind anymore, of interesting, by the way, yeah. either. No, no, we got rid of that provision. That's right. In, in Arkansas, from now forward on an absentee Thank you, ballot. Thank uh, you, State Representative Lowry. Lowry, you're not allowed to say, yes, I'm Dave Ellswick. I'm going to sign the paper. No, you got to show ID. Let's tighten it up. That That's works. the way it's supposed to be. 
and I'm I'm happy that they're doing it. It may be a right and not a privilege to vote. It is a right. However, it is a right that should be reserved it's a right for legal for, votes. That's right. It's a right for American citizens. That's just what I was going to say. Legal votes by American citizens, and there's nothing wrong with having to show that you are. I don't think there's any problem at all. All right, we got to get a break in. Let's do that. Last break for this uh, this hour. The Bible guy, Steve Hess, <laughs> is coming in here in just a little bit, and I'm going to replay that green eggs and ham thing uh, that we did with the pastor in Dallas. By the way, uh, Iverson called him up because he knows him, McRae, Pastor McRae, and uh, he's agreed to be with us at 7 o'clock on Monday, so he'll join us. Uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Stay uh, stay tuned. More coming your way. Okay, SB557 to be heard today. Okay, I want to let you know about that. But before I tell you about it real quick, David Lucas Financial, the ultimate retirement planning checklist. You need to get a copy of this. As much as you want to know about all these bills, here's what you need to know when you retire. Is your retirement safe or is it like kind of wobbly? You don't want it to be wobbly. You want to be sure your train's going to stay on the tracks. David Lucas can help you with that. Call 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. And uh, tell them you want to copy the Ultimate Retirement Planning Checklist. You're one of the first 10. You'll get it absolutely free in the mail. Or you can go check it out at davidlucasfinancial.com. And don't forget about David Lucas's Radio show right here on 101.1 on Saturdays at 10 o'clock, right after the car and truck doctors. Man, I'm I'm looking at the uh, sunrise this morning, Heidi. It's gorgeous. I'm looking over. I'm looking at it in the reflection in our window between the studios. And uh, I'm looking at it. It reminds me of Circle Song, the Red Rubber Ball. That's what it reminds me of. So anyway, let's uh, you bring us up on this. uh, um okay 657 is what is that uh, that's what he's saying yeah 657 because mark mark just sent me a text back do you mean 657 nope it's voting bill right yep it's five sure it is let me do oh, it where is it anyway i i just sent it back to him the voting bill mark that's telling, what we want to talk about election commission yeah it's okay election commission. the election commission okay we'll get that try to get mark johnson yeah. he's a sponsor I'm sure he's got more uh, than one bill running right yeah. now. <laughs> oh, get him back in there. Fired it back to him. So uh, try to get him on to talk just a couple of minutes. Don't have a lot of time left here uh, in the the hour. We're down to about seven minutes left. So if he gets gives us a call, uh, don't don't know what this bill HB one one five six. It's going to be held, heard today, but it has to do with the nine one one system. And I know in our county, it was a year ago or more, we were told that we were going to be all across the state upgrading nine one one systems. Supposed to be because right expensive. now it's like the county and the city and yeah. the state they can't talk to each other. Yeah, and it was very very prohibitively expensive. And so that's something we might want to look into a little bit. It'll it. I don't know. You know, our county's behind the eight ball trying to figure out a way to pay for all that and i don't haven't heard a word in about a year yeah so we'll see if that's what a couple that, of gun bills being heard on. by uh mr ballinger's bills today he's presenting them today yes uh looks like one has to do with a retired judge being able to carry a handgun 
Okay. Something about concealed carry permits. You know, there's so many bills, it's so hard to keep up with all the details. You know, it would seem to me that you can pass a bill that covers everybody. Now, you don't have to cover judges. You don't have to carry this person or that person. Why can't we just have a bill that covers everybody? It's called Second Amendment. We have now, a right. You know, to do that. I mean, I, I don't get it. I just... I try to work with these people, all right? And I understand that they do a lot of things they do because, you know, they passed bills in the past, and now they got to go back in and, and work it out. Okay, I think Mark Johnson's calling right now to talk about this election Excellent. commission bill so we can talk to him. That Mark? It's Mark Johnson, state uh, state. Wake uh, up. Good morning. Senator. So let's talk. To, hey, Mark, how are you doing? You there? Yes, sir. I'm okay. here. Tell us about this election commission bill that you got running. Well, it's so simple that it's probably unnecessary, but uh, Senator Hammer and I have been working along with uh, several state representatives, including Carlton Wing and uh, uh, Mark Lowry and uh, former state representative Doug House, who now works for the attorney general, has been detailed to help us. And, and uh, we just it's just been quite a a slug to try to just clean up several. As you know, Dave, we got several bills. This one, is, I think, is the simplest. Um, the election commission under the law in each county is in charge of running the election, period. Mm-hmm. And any, any Not the judge, right? Any, not, not, the not the judge. judge. Or the person with no, the purse not, strings. Right. Nor, nor the county clerk. Right. But as a functional matter, the clerk has a full-time position and in over 70 counties the clerk and the election commission work hand in glove and everything comes off fine but under the law the county board of election commissioners is in charge now what uh, uh my bill which is i say my bill i think i've got about 50 co-sponsors senate bill 557 right this particular bill does it puts it clarifies that the supervising uh, organization is the county board of election commissioners, and and they, and then in section two it basically says that a, a county employee can be detailed as an election official. In other words, if you're an employee of the county clerk, if the county board of election commissioners says so, then you are uh, certified as an election official. Okay, and it's not a. Uh, a given. It's not. A, it's not a given. It's it not goes automatic. Back to the fact, and, and Colonel House, bless his heart, he used a great military term. He says detailed. He came up with that word. We were trying to find a signed or whatever, but I think it's a good word. I think it applies. Mm-hmm. It says that, like I said, in in probably seventy two counties in the state, this hasn't been a problem. Everybody understands. Election is a a finite, temporary time when people. You know, many volunteers, and we want to thank everyone that's volunteered as a poll worker. I mean, it's just, uh, it's a tough job, and it's sometimes a thankless job. And sadly, our poll, we need more younger poll workers because our aging population of poll workers, my judge at my local precinct out here in West Pulaski County is probably 80 years old. So we're, we need people to step in and do this. But remember, they report to the County Board of Election Commissioners who, under the law, are the responsible party. If things go wrong, it's their responsibility. And so they should be given the authority 
or are given the authority under the law. And this just clarifies sort of the the chain of command, if you want to call it this. And I love that term detailed, which means someone that, say, works in a county clerk's office and is certified to help on an election, they're not losing the status as an employee of the county clerk. But the county clerk's constitutional authority and that that's, that's given to the Board of Election Commissioners is separate. Now, remember, these commissioners have to certify the election. They have to say, yes, this is the result, and it was correct. And I don't even have to tell you guys about the problems in Pulaski County in 2020. Oh, we talked about Not it. Not just Pulaski County. There's problems across the state. Good morning, Senator well, Johnson. <laughs> it's Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. But the thing is that we were up close and personal on this one day. Yeah, <laughs> no, we and were. I know there are other problems. And a lot of times there are isolated problems. And that's just the nature of anything as complex as an election. But I don't think anything around the state rose to the level of uh, problems that we had in Pulaski County. And I'm thrilled that uh, uh, the Joint Performance Review Committee is scheduled to hold a hearing uh, probably in May to uh, bring in, you know, to subpoena witnesses, bring them in, put them under oath, and get some answers to some of the questions about this. So, I know good. I know many taxpayers are extremely happy with these bills, and I want to tell you, as a, as a citizen taxpayer myself, it really pleases me. We need to make sure that our nonpartisan election commissions are in charge of our elections for everybody for it to be fair. You're exactly right, Elizabeth. And that's the law. That is already the law. We're just trying to clarify and carry out that law with some supplemental legislation that will do that. Now, my my bigger not problem, my bigger lift is uh, uh, the bill that I have that would basically allow, in the case of... Uh, county officials that do not cooperate with the uh, election officials and that's 556 that's uh, that's i'm gonna call it my heavy lift it's the arkansas election integrity act and it would literally let the uh, county board the county board of election commissioners after asking twice for the judge and clerk to give them the resources they need and if not interfere with the election it would allow them to petition to the state board of election commissioners to come in and conduct the election in a county all right mark uh, mark let me just jump in let me get you back on this week i'll uh, text you and we'll talk about all of this package that you have because it's important and i appreciate you joining in here in the last moment thank you to talk with us this morning thank you very much mark uh, state senator mark johnson Glad you shoehorned uh, that in. Going. Yeah. All right. Elizabeth, thanks for coming in. Thanks for pushing we that in. We appreciate it. you got to get back to Conway. Got to go talk to the painters. you got painting to do. All right. <laughs> We're going to take a break. Bible guy Steve Hess up next on the Dave Ellswick Show. Good choice of music. Heidi, I give her free reign on this uh, segment uh, to play the music. She does an excellent job. That's a great one. like that one. 
All right, so I, I got uh, Steve Hess here today. Pastor Steve Hess is joining us from Agape. Uh, Scott uh, is not with us. Uh, he is uh, doing something else. Uh, he just said he wasn't available today, and I know that being a pastor, you got a million and one different things you're asked to do. So he'll be back next week. And then uh, Billy, uh, at the last moment, said, I can't make it either. Mm-hmm. So Steve is here by himself. And I wanted to tell you, you did a good job sitting in for me oh, uh, the other week when I couldn't be here at 7.30 to 8 o'clock uh, segment. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, let's uh, get going here. Let's talk about the uh, cancel culture because the cancel culture, uh, as they go after some different people, they're, one of their big targets is the church. Mm-hmm. There is no doubt in my mind about that it is the church and uh, pastor mcgray in dallas did a little green eggs and ham for us we played it yesterday got a lot of uh, uh feedback on this people really loved it let's play it one more time i do not like green eggs and ham i do not like them sam i am i do not like them on a boat i do not like them with a goat i do not like them on a train or in the dark or in the rain I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. I'll tell you what else I do not like. Calling good things bad and wrong things right. They've come and tried to destroy our structure, barging in with this cancel culture. With angry expressions, they were sent to come with us with their agenda. You know what else makes me see red? Attacking Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head. Or Speedy Gonzalez, or Pepe Le Pew, and the Bernstein Bears, to name a few. You can't say that, or you can't say this. Well, I've had enough, and I've made a list. Cancel culture has crossed the line, and I believe that it's past time for the body of Christ to take a stand, joined in unity all over the land. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. With cancel culture, I disagree that we can't say words like he or she. The Bible, for me, settled this issue. If this makes you mad, then grab a tissue. Male and female, God created them. And who are we to challenge him? He came to earth as a babe in the manger. To this kind of love, we were all strangers. See, Jesus came to save the lost, and he died upon that old rugged cross. Laid in that tomb for three whole days. The defeated foes were death, hell, and the grave. He arose with all power, dominion, and might. With the stone rolled away, he finished that fight. We can fight too. The church must stand up. Been silent too long, and I've had enough. The church at one time had abandoned her post, losing her freedom and the things we love most. This is a time where we take it all back. Yes, we'll stand up and get back on track. I started this poem with green eggs and ham. But it's really about the great I am. Amen. 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 He's going to be on the show, just to let you know, he'll be on the show at 7 o'clock Monday. Going to talk to us. Iverson Jackson knows him personally. And send him a text and ask him to be on the show, and he agreed. So you get to hear the Green Eggs and Hams preacher coming up on Monday at 7 o'clock. What was his name again? Uh, McRae. McRae. Uh, He's a pastor there in Dallas, Texas. And, and And he's right. It's time for the church to stand up. I mean, that's what's got to happen. Uh, The more you stay quiet, 
the bigger the problem this is going to become. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like the people who think that, you know, if we don't do anything to stop uh, an enemy, mm-hmm. they'll just stop. No, they just continue and they and their egregious behavior becomes bigger and bigger. Yeah. So you got to stand up and, and, and put a stop to them. And I'm going to tell you what, corporations better learn it pretty soon or they're going to be in trouble. Yeah, I think that, I don't know, there's, um, we still buy the things that we shouldn't be buying. We still go to the stores we shouldn't be going to and watch the programs we shouldn't be watching, not just because of, you know, any immoral reason, but because we're financially supporting those people. Uh, and whether it be the people who take the knee on the stand or on the field or people who cancel programs because you say things contrary to the, you know, the he, she cancel stuff, they, they would find that they don't have a moral backbone if their wallets were being affected. Mm-hmm. And if we quit shopping at their coffee shops or grocery stores or buying their products, then they wouldn't be as woke as they think they are. And the church could really change that. Even though we are a diminishing number, I mean, we've gone from, I think it was, I heard the recent statistics that 70% from just 20 years ago align with uh, churches or have a denomination that they belong to. It's down to now like 49% or something like that. That still is roughly 50% of the of the culture and the population that we could really make a change if we just took a stand. And the churches that are growing are the churches that are standing That's on right. solid doctrine, yep. not the ones that are saying, see, when you build a boat, the object is for the boat to float on the water, right. not to let the water into the boat. Right. And, and a lot of churches now are letting the water into the boat. You're right. And the churches that are the quote-unquote woke churches the the um, uh, are actually the ones that have lost the membership. Mm-hmm. Those that have chose to make a stand and say, we're not, we're not um, going along with this foolishness, they are the ones that are actually increasing. You're right. Yeah, I mean, you either believe or you don't. It's just that simple. It really is. There, you know? there is no such thing as in between. Uh, it is exactly what you said. You either believe it or you don't. And there, we forget. We often focus on the love aspect that that Jesus spoke, and we and it was absolutely true. But he was speaking to those who were broken, those who were struggling. He wasn't talking to those who knew better and didn't do, Right. Because we also forget where he said things like, hey, if you love anybody else more than you love me, you're not worth me, worthy of my kingdom. If you grab a hold of the plow and look back, you're not worthy of me. So he said very serious and strong things about our faith. He didn't say, hey, just come in every now and again and flip a nickel into the plate and then, you know, I'll be there for you on Judgment Day. As somebody said, it's those who are 100% sold out, running, chasing him down, pursuing his kingdom, the the parable of um, the woman who finds who loses a um, a coin and then finds it and goes and tells all their friend. The man who found the pearl of great price, you know, went and sold everything and bought the field. It's everything. You have to be a hundred percent completely sold out to the kingdom of God. It's we have the completely opposite being taught in most churches today. All right, let me uh, tell you a little bit about Dustin Turner, and then we'll come back and talk further with Steve, and we'll get into talking about. Uh, Senator Raphael Warnock and what he had to say about Easter, because that's important as well, because there's a lot of false teaching going on. Mm-hmm. There there are heretics standing in our pulpits in America, yeah. and they're misleading people. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, Dustin Turner wants you to know that right now there uh, are fewer houses on the market, which means you typically will get what you're looking for for your house, because People want the house, uh, are are saying, well, we'll pay what we got to pay so we can get the house. 
because there's not as many out on the market right now. And secondly, uh, still right now, the interest rates are at an all-time low. It makes it an excellent time to sell. I mean, it is a seller's market right now in the housing industry. And you want to make sure that you let somebody like Dustin Turner uh, be your representative to show you how to um, make your house the best house to place in front of the buyers and make them want to come to you to uh, buy your home. You want the marketing plan and you want uh, the uh, the way to go out there and make sure that people say, yeah, I want that house. And uh, yeah, they want it too. Well, I'll, I'll pay more so that I get that house. That's what you want. Dustin Turner can help you with that. All you have to do is give him a call. You uh, call him up at 501-952-2969, 501-952-2969. Or if you want to just do it online, go to hometeamsoldit.com. That is hometeamsoldit.com. Uh, then you can just start packing because I guarantee you this, uh, he's going to sell your home for you. Okay, so... You say that uh, Scott did a tremendous service, a, did. A sermon on Sunday. He did. And you say he was doing using Greek words. What was he, what was he talking <laughs> no, no, about? Not Greek. He was uh, or Hebrew words, right? It, okay. Well, he did use a Greek word, but okay. um, I had not heard, had not looked into the the completion of the, at the end of the uh, crucifixion. The, the most people know the last thing that Jesus said was, "Is it is finished?" Correct. Right? But like a lot of words in Hebrew. It has a, uh, a, a dual meaning. A, a big, full meaning. It does, but it, it can also... So there are many words in Hebrew that have dual meanings and context determined which one, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so in this case, the word finished there is also the same word for bride. So when he cried out, it is finished, they also would have heard bride, meaning what was done for his bride is finished. I kind of thought that was cool. Okay, and 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 who's the bride? Um, well, even though we're a couple of dudes, we are. <laughs> yeah, we are. That's Church, believers. the body of Messiah. That's right. We're yeah. the body. We are the bride. Yep. Yeah, that's something people don't un- don't understand. It's just like you know, men who say women should know their place, and they 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 say that's what the Bible says. No, what the Bible says is that you mm-hmm. should love your wife like Christ that's, loved that's right. the church. That's right. And how did he love the church? He died for it. That's right. I mean that's something everybody, and then he came back to life for it too. But I mean he died. He went to went to the cross for it. That's right. All right, which means, look, this is why I get so irritated when preachers get up and say things that are just heretical. Yeah. I mean they they really really are. And this senator uh, that uh, Raphael Warnock, who uh, was elected in Georgia just recently. Uh, did this here just the last uh, few days. And, uh, you know, we got to stand up and really uh, stand for the truth. And when somebody, uh, you know, puts on sheep's clothing, but they're a, a roof under uh, a wolf underneath those sheep's clothing, we got to call them out. So Warnock uh, has been facing criticism over a tweet that he posted on Easter Sunday saying that the meaning of a holiday is more transcendent than the actual resurrection of Jesus. Now, he deleted the tweet, the tweet, but some people caught it, and they took a picture of it, and they got it out so people could see it. 
Uh, quote, let me read what it said. It said, the meaning of Easter is more transcendent than the resurrection of Jesus Christ, whether you are a Christian or not. Through a commitment to helping others, we are able to save ourselves. That is completely contrary mm. to what the Bible teaches. That is one of the few times I would agree with um, the phrase heretic being thrown around. Yeah, that's what it is that because is it takes heresy. away the kingship of Jesus. That's right. That's what it does. Right. If if you could save yourself by doing good works, then he would not have needed to come no. and die. He would not have been the needed to be the unblemished lamb, the lamb that was unleavened, who died as righteous um, as the righteous lamb. It, it, nowhere does that even remotely hint that. It, Jesus says in several places that he is, uh, that no one comes to the Father except through him. Unless you believe in him, you will die in your sins. You must believe that he died and rose from the grave. And it's all about that. Have, you do good works because of your salvation, but that's not what saves you. And for preachers to be teaching that stuff, they, you know, it, I don't know why, but they, they have a platform because people listen to them. If people would quit listening to that foolishness, they wouldn't be talking. But I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for them. Just like with all these people in the cancel culture, I feel sorry for them. They're blinded. They're fools. The Bible calls them fools. It says those proclaiming themselves to be wise have become fools. And, and there's nothing even hints remotely close to that. And the whole purpose of the resurrection was the promise, was the fulfillment of so many prophecies going all the way back to Genesis 3, Genesis 15, Genesis 22, the Exodus itself. It all prophesied that this one would come and die and rise for the sins of all mankind. Now, here, here's the argument of the left. Are you familiar with Jenna Ellis? Is that the leftist that— uh, No, no, she's no, a writer. Right. She's, a, she's a writer. Here's what she had to say about this. She said that— uh, now, Jenna Ellis uh, tweeted out that Warnock was spreading a false gospel and heresy. That's right. Ellis said that the human uh, condition cannot save itself. Quote, the absolute truth and only meaning of Easter that matters is the literal physical resurrection of Jesus Christ, and we must accept him as Lord and Savior. She called Warnock a false teacher. Yep. Joy Reed uh, pointed out that Warnock is the pastor of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s church. Okay, let me point this out. I think if Dr. King were alive today, mm -hmm. he'd called him down as a false preacher, yep. Yep. as a false teacher. Uh, and it's, it's, she says, Madam, I'm going to take uh, Reverend Warnock's take as a pastor and a scholar on the word over years, if you don't mind. Well, he went to one of the most liberal mm. seminaries around. This seminary that he went to uh, was also attended by uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer back in 1939. And Bonhoeffer left the seminary saying that how liberal it was. He said their brain, their, their heads are empty, <laughs> literally, is what yeah. he said. And then what did he do? What did Bonhoeffer do? He went back to Nazi Germany to stand against Adolf Hitler and what Adolf Hitler was doing and uh, was put to death in a concentration camp because of it. <clears throat> um, we could go to a lot of places. Timothy says that in the last days that people will raise up teachers because of their itching ears. Again, people listen to it so they have a platform. Uh, you go back to several places in the Old Testament. Um, I forget which king it was, but they were. he was looking for a prophet, and they spoke of 
um, I think it was Nahum. And he said, I don't want to hear from him because he, he doesn't ever speak nice things to me. He only speaks hard things to me. <laughs> and so they, they're, the 400 prophets were telling him to go to war and that he would be successful. But when he came, he said, no. He goes, the, the people of Israel will be scattered amongst the hills. Uh, and he said, see, he goes, he doesn't ever speak but bad things to me. Well, he speaks the truth. Uh, and we are raising up teachers. We are raising up um, preachers. We are raising up politicians. We are raising up news organizations. Anybody that will tell us anything other than the truth. And it's guys like that that I feel really sorry for. I'm angry with, but I also feel really sorry for because they're blinded. Well, understand, folks, I don't care who it is. It don't matter what pulpit he's standing That's in. That's right. I mean, I understand. This is what this was the second thing that irritated me. Number one, he's going completely against scripture. But number two, that he was standing in the pulpit of Dr. King right. and saying this crap. <clears throat> Dr. King believed that Jesus Christ yep. was Lord and Savior. All yep. right. Now, make no doubt about that. Yep. And uh, and he believed what the word said. And that's what he stood on about about equality and about what was going on in America and he called us out about it, and it's good that he did That's that. Right. And, yeah. the, you know, this is, just because somebody is in a pulpit doesn't give them extra credibility, although that's why the Bible says that the people who call, are called to preach are held to a higher standard. That's right. It says to that we should uh, consider, um, that we should not consider that position so easily or take it so lightly because you will be held to a higher standard. You know, we, we quote the scripture several times, <clears throat> and uh, it, it's I call it the scariest verse in all the Bible, because Jesus says, you will know them by their fruits, and then he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? He said, I will declare that I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Yeah. So you won't find in the scripture where it says that people were mocking God, shaking their fist at God, rejecting the messiahship of of Yeshua, of the kingship of Yeshua, the what he did and the work that he did on the cross. You will not find where all of those are being and mocking that they go, oh, cool, we get into the kingdom. No, it's the opposite. He says those who think that they are and are not doing what I told you to do. You're practicing lawlessness. You're teaching lawlessness. You're telling people that it's okay to go do things that the Bible says not to do. And they will say, well, we did all this in your name. And he goes, I have no idea who you are. Mm-hmm. And that that's people like that who think they're doing the work of God for crying out loud. What's your face? I don't even know. Think I don't even know if he does think he's doing the work of no, God. Well, I mean, Nancy Pelosi said they're doing the Lord's work. You know, and all that. Yeah. So let's let's just fund killing uh, uh, um, babies uh, mm-hmm. left and right and then um, promoting the idea of people having their children's genitalia cut off because they want to be little boys or little girls. And, yeah, that's the Lord's work. These people. This is absolutely Romans one. You can't get away from this. People who have thought they are wise, but they are fools and God has turned them over. That's what all of this is. There, if there is not a massive outpouring and cry from the body of Christ and the people screaming in repentance because we are immoral, we are we are not the great America that United we used States to be. That we used to be. No, we're and not. Got, we, we pump out more pornography than anywhere else in the world. There's more shootings. There's more murder. There's more abortion. There's more sexual immorality. It's everywhere. We are so numb to it that it's on every page in every television station, and it's just everywhere. It's disgusting. And we come back to 
the cancel culture, and we'll pick up with that uh, after the break at the bottom of the hour. We've got Rush coming up. The church doesn't speak up about this, nope. and it needs to, to stand. If you if you want to see your church grow, stand for righteousness. That will make your church grow. Now, just for a moment, I want to talk to you if you happen to be self-employed. Maybe, you know, you, you're a carpenter or you're a plumber. You don't work for a company. You work for yourself. Uh, maybe you're a painter, whatever. And one of the tough things for you to do is to get health care. Well, I'm going to direct you to go talk to Pat Davis. Uh, Pat Davis uh, is your health plan man. And his uh, website is yourhealthplanman.com. And if you're self-employed, you'll find that he can save you 30 to 50% on your health insurance. And uh, it's, it's health insurance that's different from the normal health insurance that you buy out there. I mean, it's now, don't get me wrong, okay? It's not a, a plan uh, like a share plan where you, you you got a bunch of people that are Christians or whatever and, and they pay the bills. No, it's not like that. It is actual insurance. You can choose any provider in the nation. It's just that he does it differently. And when I talk to people about Pat, they go, but, you know, that just doesn't sound right. Well, it is right. And and Pat just has a different way of approaching it, and you need to talk to him about it. Uh, Pat Davis's phone number is 501-605-6935. Now, you might be saying, well, I've got a government plan, and they're, you know, they're playing, paying a real big uh, subsidy right now. That can't last. Those higher subsidies are going to go down, and the insurance policies are going to go up in price, and you're going to find yourself trapped. So do me a favor and call Pat Davis today or go on his website and see what he can do for you. 501-605-6935 is his uh, phone number. Uh, Yourhealthplanman.com is his website. All right, that's Pat Davis. You go talk to him about your health insurance. He'll take good care of you. Uh, Steve Hess is here, and uh, I want to talk about the the cancel culture. Uh, there's been a couple of there was a couple of things that were on the internet this weekend that were uh, interesting to look at. One happened in the UK. Uh, it looked like it was a Catholic church. It was a liturgical church at least because of. Uh, they had the robes on and they had the incense sensors and things of that nature. Nothing wrong with that. I don't find anything wrong with that. But uh, uh, the police came in and, you know, they're shut down over in Europe right mm-hmm. now in, in the U.K. and told them they had to stop. And they made everybody leave. And they did. Now, they had a, a kind of a similar thing happening in Calgary uh, in Canada and the preacher told him to get out of his church. Said, come back with a warrant if you want to do this. And they left. And they went along with their worship. Now you say, well, that's happening in Canada and it's happening in the UK. It's not happening here. No, let me take you out to California. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a, a church out there that's being, uh, you know, hit with a $1,000 fine every Sunday that they have services. And then on top of that, 
you got uh, MacArthur with his big church out there, and John MacArthur uh, is finding himself battling the government. It's it's, it's crazy. Uh, they they took away his parking lots and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff because he rented from them. He had a lease, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, don't think that it's not happening here in the United States. Yeah. And it is the cancel culture. If there's any th- any any state that's anti-church, it's California. Yep. Galvin Newsom is anti-church. He'll he'll leave a strip joint open yep. until a church it has to close. Yep. That's what, when all this stuff started happening last spring, you know, we um, uh, uh, Pastor Scott, we, we had you know church in the parking lot, right? <clears throat> so we were still going to to meet because we didn't know what we were dealing with, and I had people that said we just need to step out by faith and trust that none of the, well we had to know first because jesus said um when the enemy tempted him said hey go stand up on the temple and jump off and god will protect you well if you know there's a a house fire you know you don't go running into it and say god's going to protect me if you know there's a a plague you don't go bathe in it and say god's going to protect me right. so we didn't know what we were dealing with <clears throat> and so we we did um the wise thing and just kind of wait and see and we stayed in our homes and met differently but now we know this is not what it was made out to be and like you said, no, we were lied to. We were absolutely lied to. But now, and I jokingly said to Pastor Scott, I said, if because he said, this ain't happening again, right? We, there, there are many pastors that are saying, we will not, this will not happen to us again where they tell us that we cannot meet. And I said, you know, if they do this again, we'll just go have service in the middle of Walmart, in the middle of Lowe's. And I said, you know what? <laughs> I said, they don't use them strip joints on Sunday morning. We'll just go cast those demons out of there. Yep. And then we'll have, go on if that, in If there. that's what they're going to do, if that's how foolish they're going to be to say, hey, you can allow these things to stay open, but you're not going to allow the assembling of the people of God, the place that should be the place of hope. When people were scared and wondering what's going on in the world, right, and you tell them they can't have the platform and they, the people can't come together and pray and worship God and seek God's face— where leaders in the past would say, we need to meet at those buildings, we need to repent, we need to cry out to God fast, and it's the complete opposite. So they're going to continue to shut down, but we've got to do what um, what, what I think it was Peter and Silas did when they were brought before the leaders in, in Acts 4, and they said, stop preaching in his name, and they, and they whipped them. Forty times they whipped them, and they left, and they said they counted worthy to be whipped for preaching the gospel. They, yeah, they and, took the whip, and the, you know they knew right. what was going to happen. And they said, "We we are not going to listen to men. We will listen to what God says. So we will not allow this. There are many. There are some who are going to allow, but you ain't going to shut down the people who are really in pursuit of God." Let's go back to that story. If I'm not uh, wrong, member some members of the Sanhedrin wanted to stone them alive. They wanted to kill them. Mm-hmm. But was it Gamilia, the the great? Uh, uh, Gamaliel, uh, Gamaliel yep. Yep. stood up and said, "No, you don't want to do that. You yep. just make this all worse if you do that." Yeah, yeah. He said that. Um, he said, "Is if, if this is not of God, it will go away." That's right. He says, "If it's of God, you can't do anything." You don't want to. You don't want to be on the wrong side. Yeah, I. I actually take what's going on is, <clears throat> um, it actually excites me, right? Because. The God is going to sift his people. The people are going to be tested, and we're going to get rid of the riffraff. Because I, I think that in the end, when the revival begins to happen, it's what's going to happen is all the hypocrites are going to run out of the church, and all the people who have been waiting for the hypocrites to leave are going to run into church. And the people who are serious of God are going to chase and pursue God. And when you look at all the stories, um, this is what God did. He shook the people, and those who were serious repented, and those who weren't, they just shook their fist at him. 
So I'm okay with this because it's those people who are hungry that will fight back, and those who are just the false sheep just hanging out will leave. And I'm okay with that. Well, it'd be interesting to see who is like the Roman centurions mm. when they were taught to not follow Christ, and they went out and got into the water that was freezing cold, and they all died mm. because they stood for God. I mean, that's a true story about the centurions. Mm. Uh, not in the Bible. Right. It's a historical uh, retelling. Uh, in fact, it may have been Josephus that told, uh, told it, but they they told him if you don't renounce, you know, you know, you're going to die. And they made him go stand out in the, the water that was in the middle of winter mm-hmm. when it was really, really cold. And uh, they went out and you, you know, know they paid the ultimate price. Along the lines of those that are trying to cancel the church getting together and people worshiping, people truly preaching the word of God. There's a, a group of people coming here on April the 24th, and it's called Let Us Worship. And what they're doing is they started in California. So when they said you cannot meet, this mm-hmm. this guy, I forgot his name, gathered up a bunch of people and said, well, we're going to go worship on the beach. You're not going to stop us. And so then thousands and thousands, the beaches just started getting lined with people oh, who cool. were just praising and worshiping God. So then now... The Lord dropped it upon his heart to take it to the nation. And so he's going around the nation and meeting in public places. And they're meeting down, um, not by the amphitheater, but across the, the river walk side, the, the north side of the river. Okay. Where that little thing is. And they're having a big worship set down there just to bring all the different churches together and all the people together because they're not going to shut What day down. is this? April 24th. April 20th. Do you Saturday, know what time it is? Uh, four o'clock. In the, in the yeah, uh, afternoon. Yep, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, good day. Sounds like something I need to go to. Yeah, it is, because it goes along with the idea. One of the things that needs to happen and is the denominations need to drop their denominations. The body of Christ needs to get centered around the crucifixion, the resurrection, and moral ethical living, right? Doctrines, mm-hmm. we need to drop because we've got to become one. That's the other thing that needs to happen to the body. We have to become unified. It was Jesus' prayer in John 17 that I pray that they be one. That's another thing that will shift if we stop fighting over doctrinal things that are there, there are th- certain things you cannot compromise on, like the resurrection, right? Yeah, Warnock like is yeah. really, you know, right. that's something you got to stand against. Correct, but <clears throat> the things that that the things that do cause division that are not heretical, we need to just you know go, eh, you know, they believe that, but they still love God, right? They still want to live moral and ethical lives. We have to become unified if we really want to see the body of Christ has got to become unified if we really want to see a shift and a change in this country. Yeah, I get I get a kick out of sometimes I get uh, notes from people and they go, you go to New Life Church? I go, yeah. He's, he, Why do they turn the lights down during worship? And I said, that's so you can zero in on who you're worshiping. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and why do your songs seem to be repetitions of the same words over and over? I said, what are the psalms? Right. You know, I mean, I just, when people want to find something wrong, they will, they will find something wrong. I mean, look, we use, we use drums and guitars and, and, uh, basses and keyboards and so all kinds David, of stuff. So did the priests. Yeah, so I, the temple I understand that. And I, I, I just don't understand people who, who say that's enough for them to think that whatever you're preaching is false. Mm-mm. It's not False. Show me where it's false that we preach that Jesus is the Savior. Yep. It's not false. Come on. All right, 746. We're going to have Steve here uh, for another segment. If you got a question, 8230965. You got a statement, 8230965. Uh, and we'll take your calls here 
on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about St. Clarity Residential Cleaning. Uh, they will do a great deep cleaning of your home. Now, I'm not talking about they're just going to dust your your house and they're just going to run the sweeper, maybe drag the mop across the floor. That's not the way they do things. I mean, they see dirt in the in the corners. You know, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm not one of those people that gets down on my hands and knees to get the dirt out of the corners a lot of times. Uh, they do that kind of stuff. Uh, they see a fingerprint on a wall. They get it off the wall. Uh, they deep clean your home and the uh, uh, different cleaners that they use uh, kill the germs. It's what they do. And it's good. And it keeps, you know, when you get when they get done, it's one of those things you can smell that the house is clean. Now, typically to have a house up to twenty five hundred square foot cleaned, it's three hundred bucks. But we work with St. Clarity Residential Cleaning, and they're going to they're going to be with me by the way seven o'clock on uh, on Friday, uh, and talk about that deep cleaning that they do. But uh, we we're, we're with them. We believe in what they do, and so uh, we buy from them these cleaning abilities for 300 bucks and we sell them to you for 150 we save you half price on them so if you'll call uh, uh our good buddy here chuck who gets in at about uh, nine o'clock in 30 seconds you'll be able to reach him at 404-6560 404-6560 now we're running short again on uh on the certificate so you need to call and get yours now more will be coming but uh, if you want to get your house clean like in the next couple of weeks i'd call today 404-6560 that's for st uh, clarity residential cleaning okay back with you here on the dave ellswick show and uh, steve and i have talked about this before on the air and uh, you know a lot of people uh, talk about trump and that Trump moved us in the right direction, and I agree with that. He did. I liked the programs that he mm-hmm. he tried to set up. I liked what he did along the border and things of that nature. However, Trump's not the, our savior. That's right. He's not our savior. And, you know, if if the church would rise up and stand on God's word— We'd get a lot further than Trump. Yeah, there's a. Um, I, I don't know if I can find it that quick. It's, I think it's in Isaiah. It may have been. I think it is Isaiah 30. <clears throat> and I think that this kind of talks about how we put too much of our trust in a politician, in a man, when we should have been calling out to God. And you know, whether one, however one believes about what happened with the election, um. Whether it was stolen or not is irrelevant because it's if the Bible says um, that God is the one that raises up and put down his kings, and that means he allowed it to happen. He wasn't surprised, boy. He didn't. All these people that prophesied that Trump was going to get in, and all of a sudden God woke up on you know November the eighth and went, "What? How'd that happen?" Yeah, you know, it wasn't. No, it wasn't he knew what was going to happen. He he knows everything. But there was a um, let's see, uh, there was a place where it talks about how that they were looking for these right leaders. And it says that they put their trust in the princes and in a wall. And I really found that was very interesting because instead of calling out to God, they were calling for Egypt to come protect them. I think it was from the Assyrians and they had built a wall for their protection. And God said that that wall, it was built with untempered mortar. 
So it wasn't going to stand. And so Trump could have built the biggest, thickest, tallest, strongest wall ever. But if we didn't cry out and repent to God, then there was going to be a breach. There was going to be a hole. And so we were putting our trust in a man when the body needs to be crying out in repentance. We, we need to, but when you don't have, that's why they're canceling. That's why they don't want the church to have that voice. Because the, it's that call to repentance and that call to moral and ethical living is what's going to transform this nation. I'm not worried about 50 years of school indoctrination and, and communism. I'm not worried about that because in one second, in one hour, when somebody has an encounter with God, whatever they were taught can be transformed as soon as God upends their heart, upends their mind, and they start living for him. It can be changed. And so that's what needs. that's the message that needs to go out. That we need to cry out to God, we need to repent for the areas that are not right, and is just ask for Jesus to come into our lives and to change us and transform us. That's what needs to happen if we want to see a transformation in this nation. And no matter what, we need to be like Peter and say, you're not going to shut us up. We're going to preach with great boldness. We're not going to be afraid of the gospel. We're not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of salvation. That's what we need to stand on. Well, people get upset when you tell them what they're doing is wrong. And sometimes when... You point out what the word says, and I don't say, hey, what you're doing is wrong. I point out what the word says, that it's wrong. And, it's and the been, word brings brings to yeah. it, uh, you know, it, it, it comes in and it cracks the hardest heart. Yep. You know, it, bring, it brings the whole thing. People realize that they fall short at that time. It's what it's done for me. And I think that where the the church went wrong for so many years, it was done in such a hardness that if you go and read in Jeremiah uh, dozens of times, but just in Jeremiah 3 alone, like I think it's 12 times, he cries out to them, return to me, return to me. It's God speaking through Jeremiah, return Mm -hmm. to me. God's heart has always been about his people. He loves his people. And any time that we speak to somebody about an area that's falling short, you know, we shouldn't be you know, necessarily preaching to hellfire and brimstone. It should be from a matter of love. But if it's a, if you're speaking to someone who's of a rebellious heart, then obviously you're going to have to ratchet it up a little bit. Well, <laughs> but you, it should you, always be because you care for them and you don't want them to see. You can talk about hellfire and brimstone without condemning somebody. Right. You know, everybody needs to understand. I mean, Spurgeon, you know, talking about a person's soul over the pit of hell by a thread, Mm -hmm. all right? We're all there. Yeah. We're all there. But, you know, it's like sometimes we preach fire and brimstone, and it's like, I'm glad you're going there. No, Mm -hmm. that's that's supposed to be her love and hope being Correct. There are some some, um, people who don't have the love of God who just preach nothing but hellfire and brimstone. And like you said, it's it's almost – there are people who actually preach that, that anybody, like homosexuals, cannot be saved. They don't believe they can be. In, in their, they yeah, they, they can. They don't know the Bible. The Bible says yeah. everybody can everybody. be saved. It doesn't matter what you The only done. reason God hasn't sent Jesus back yet. Yeah. He doesn't want anybody to perish. Yeah. And that's that's the thing is when, you know, sometimes we get accused of being a little firm, and whether it be people who have this mindset, um, it really is a genuine care. And we really do have a genuine care that people don't know. Now, I— I've had to evolved a little bit because mm-hmm. there are people like the Behars, you yeah. know, who I just rather slap upside like the head joy. sometimes. Right. Yeah. That, but at the same time, I've kind of moved a little bit and just go, you know what? I, I feel sorry for they them. They don't know what they're doing. Just what, what Jesus cried out. Forgive them, Father. They don't know what they're doing. It's, and though we want to just scream and yell and fight, and it, it, they just don't know. And 
but then I also wrestle with the same time that, that Jesus was giving it to the Pharisees and Sadducees and the hypocrisies of those days, the hypocrites of those days, because they obviously knew. So he didn't just go, wink, wink, oh, you poor child. You know, no. There was a point in which he called him out and go, you're foolish. You don't understand this. Why? Did you, you know do? the truth and you reject it. People forget that parable that he gave when it said the owner of the vineyard sent his servants and then ultimately it said they sent his son. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and he said... They said, hey, here comes the owner's son. Let's kill him, and we'll get the vineyard. Yeah, we'll get it all. That parable was him telling them, you know who I am, and you're going to kill me anyway. And he said, what do you think is going to happen to those men? Everything that they have is going to be taken from them. So there's a point. Now, we would have to pray for discernment. We obviously didn't have the level of understanding that Jesus had. But there are people who have made a conscious decision to shake their fist at God, to fight against the things of God. And and those are the people that we do want to holler at, but at the same time— just trying to show love and mercy and patience to even the most blind because Paul was yeah he was pretty hard real quickly let me I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna boast for just a moment about my pastor James uh, Bennett over at New Life Church he gave such a great sermon Sunday about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is the ultimate hope for all of us it's the ultimate hope. And uh, I have a member of my family that is very, very anti-church. Anti. Now, they, they're not one of my kids, but they've been, they've, they've been, they're part of the family because they're, they're part of uh, one of my, my kids' uh, others, so to speak. And she broke down in tears on Sunday because she had never heard about the hope of Jesus Christ in that way. And so, uh, James, I appreciate what you preached on it, brother. And, Steve, thank you for coming in. And we'll have the whole crew back on next Tuesday. I'll be back with you at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. And I think uh, Robin Lundstrom's going to join us then.